is Monday, April 27th. Welcome, everyone, to Living Room Sports Talk. we got Kier McCauley, Chad Katchburn, Zach Rothenberger. Everyone's back in the lab. This is great. This is fun stuff. Everyone, we're you know, finally back together after a long NFL draft weekend. Yeah, how we, you know, everyone drink your water. You know, after a couple of Teddy Brewskis, you know, you maybe hit the treadmill. Um, I didn't do the treadmill part, although I, I think I got enough calories burned just from screaming over the weekend. But Nonetheless, we got a lot of a lot of fun stuff to to recap uh, over the weekend. So, guys, first of all, like doing good. It's we had some blood pumping, a little sports or something, right? Yeah, it was uh, it was nice getting some NFL uh, action back in the living room and uh, get the get the emotions you know going again. Uh, it's been a while since we've had an NFL Sunday to to yell about, so it was good. Good to have three days worth of uh, NFL entertainment. Yeah, all of that mix, like the draft right into to MJ documentary. It was it was oh, actually a, a very, very good weekend in the sports world uh, where we haven't had one uh, in, in over a month. So, yeah. Are you was, still doing the count? Yeah, we're at 47, 47, I think. Yeah, it's wow. a lot of days. It's a lot of days. <laughs> it feels like yesterday when we were in the living room and it was uh, we were getting ready for March Madness, doing our first Twitch stream. No, I know. But uh, we're sitting there. We almost seem to make fun of ourselves for how giddy we got. Like, I really like Iowa State, Zach. You know, it was like, it just. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the amount of times I bashed uh, Baylor. I mean. <laughs> oh, I, I wanted to see that happen, though. We all knew it was ha- going to happen. Yeah, it was been exciting. nice, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't. But but I'll tell you, all right, what was exciting, though, was NFL draft. So it's funny. I know this is the part normally right in the show where we do the clickbait cleanup, da-da-da-da, you know. But the whole thing is. I feel like if you just go on the internet in the sports world, anything football related, boys, is click eight today. Anything, anything you read, anything you see, I don't here's here's the hard here's the hard part, right? Like, cause we want to have a good show, like we want to have a good time. But like I can't and you know this, I'm not trying to put I'll myself like the, I think I can break this down for you to, to get your point across, right? You were still able to do it? I'm just I'm I've been no, waiting all weekend to make, do this, but okay, fine. It, yeah, sure, I go can ahead. Make it real easy. Oh, sure. Okay. Like, comparably with my own team, I- I've seen, and I'm not even kidding you, no matter what your thought process is on how the Eagles draft went, I have seen draft grades range from an A- minus to a D plus. So, and that's just off the articles that I've actually sat there and read. Uh, so, I, I, what you're saying is that there's just all this information people are, are putting out, putting out, putting out on their side, swaying it to what they want to, what they want to portray dude, to you. Everything, it's everything. It's winners and losers. It's da 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 da. It's who got an A. Who's going to win the Super Bowl next year? We don't even have the schedule yet. <laughs> Whoa! Like, come on, Chad. I mean, like, no, but seriously, like, Zach, empathize with me here for a second. All right, you know, well, I'm just going to get my – just because, you know, for the sake of the, just getting the show spinning, I'm just going to make it – just kind of just keep going off of that, Chad. No, I agree, right? Like, it's it's not just the grades. It's the it's the way they grade. I don't care if you grade. Like, right, if we just like – and, for example, I know I know anyone sitting here watching this show, like, didn't these guys get dressed up the last time we saw them and they were giving grades, like, left and right? Okay, we were having fun with that, right? Um, and re- I get it. I'm not like bashing like, you know, TV shows for, you know, this whole thing, but it's like, you know, it, the, the way, the way I look at it is it, and you know, I'm pissed off because I'm a Packers fan, right? Cause like, there's obviously emotion. I'm trying to get it all together and I can't do it because I've had like three or four days to get this point out. And that's the problem. I've been, it's been bottled up, but the thing <laughs> is, right. It's the conviction they put with these grades, right? The way they say it and the way they say, okay, this team, this guy's not going to be good. This, you don't know. Like, you don't know. I feel like the more conviction you have, like, the more like the more likelihood you, like, you should get fired if you're wrong 
right? If you're wrong, you should get canned for that. Yeah, yeah. If you're the guy saying, you know, that that Jordan Love is is a horrible pick, et cetera, et cetera, and then he turns out two, three years down the road to be the next Pat Mahomes, then yeah, you look like a fool. I mean, and and not just with him, with any pick, if you say that. So yeah, I agree. It's like when you're so dramatic one way, maybe your consequence should be so dramatic the other way. I don't know. I I do think I think. I think if Jordan Love becomes the next Patrick Mahomes in the next two to three years, that Kieran might have a heart attack before that actually happens. Like, whenever the time is that Rodgers has to go, he might have a heart attack right then and never see it. See, this is why I hate everything about today. Because that's what I – do you understand that – like, I've had to charge my phone probably like 30 times over the last two days because – hey, it's up – and then I love it, right? I'm not like – I'm not – it's nothing against everyone reaching out. I love it, but I'm more saying it's just like the thought. The thought every day. You don't think I think about this in the shower every morning for, for like the last three years? Because I do. I mean, I really, I swear, I, I really do. When I'm sitting there, when everyone's like thinking about like their, like their deepest thoughts and what they care about, that's what I'm thinking about. How are we going to replace Aaron Rodgers? When is it going to happen? It's horrifying. But anyway, I, I like the pick. I like the pick. All right. Well, hold on, let, all right. We got so much to get into on this show. We're not, we're, see, this is the problem. This is why I'm trying to be a professional here, even though, was, you know, I'm, I'm not. But I'm trying to trying to you know show some professionalism and and not be biased and not lose my cool over the show. Let's just I'm gonna make the point of saying I just don't like the draft grades. I don't like the whole who's gonna win the Super Bowl. Like because right, like you know that's another topic, right? They say okay after the draft, who do you think is gonna win the Super Bowl? Like Chad, we gotta go through the whole training camp massacre. That's always horrifying. Yikes! Yeah, yeah, there could be a torn ACL any second during that. And... It's, it's like stormy no Normandy Beach. It. Yeah. Yeah, you got to get your preseason. Why are you being so vanilla about that point? Are you the amount of times Zach, the amount of times him and and you should, I mean, Zach and I do the same thing because like with with fantasy too. The amount of times you're just watching NFL networks on the entire month of August, not because I care about the coverage, it's because I literally just don't want to see breaking and then like that Green Bay symbol like pop up and I'm just like, oh God, no. It's horrifying. Yeah, we there's way too much time left until till regular season. If we even have a regular season, you know, it's going to kick off. So we need, everyone needs to pump the brakes when it comes down to the, the Super Bowl odds and and you know the futures bets when going to the betting arena. Like all the swings we're seeing there, it's way too early. Like just because you draft Joe Schmo doesn't mean you're going to win the Super Bowl this year. I mean, a lot can happen from now. I mean, I I think so, right? Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I think I think you got a question too. Oh, no, I was about to say, I want to get to the chat. You know what? Now we can. If they're talking pack, we can do it. Hell yeah. Let's do it. All right. No, I totally agree. And and our Bradley 43's guy, right? Like, Zach, I want your help with this because, honestly, as a Packers, you're not a Packers fan. They want to know why did um, the Packers spend their first four picks on backup and role players. And I don't think AJ uh, – you like AJ Dillon. I love AJ Dillon. Love him. I, he To me, he's the best running back in the draft. And, and I'm – I'm towing the line on the railroad boys, like on the chat. Like I, so Zach has to like, it's like holding me over the, like the rail right now. Keep me from falling. Like, please tell me why. Well, AJ Dillon, I mean, his three years at Boston college, uh, I think he didn't go below 1600 rushing yards each season. And he had double digit touchdowns each season. And, and just in watching him, I mean, he's six foot, I think like 240 some pounds. Big, big back. And I sound like I sound like Chad from the mock draft. Can we like, talk about back that for with a big hands. He's, he's a bulldozer, straight downhill runner. Chad, you deserve an Oscar, by the way, for that. That was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I did. I did find myself a couple times. It wasn't just Kuiper. Um, I, it was, a couple of them with Urban too. Just were 
points that I said almost spot on. He, he, they said the same exact thing. And I was just like, wow. Like, like I was just sitting there reading people's either stats or what they did at the combine in a Mel Kuyper type of voice. Like, I wouldn't even say voice. It's just the way I was speaking. Oh, the conviction it, behind it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you get some zip on that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. The best you're like, and he's a football player, Karen. I just lost it when that part. That was great. Um, yeah. No, that was a lot of fun to do. We should do that for the NBA draft, by the way. Let's do it. Um, all right, Balto, you know, let's let's move past my point about the, the draft grades. All right, well, let's let's have the conversation. You want to have the conversation. The chat wants to have the conversation. Who who do you guys think had the best draft and who do you guys think had the worst draft? And, you know, I'll sit here and just kind of be in the middle because, like I said, I was ranting about how upset I was. Yeah. So, so for me, the best draft, I give it to – there's a couple teams that you could go with here, in my opinion, and I'm going to go with the Colts. They didn't have a first round pick, but with the trade they made, I mean, they get to Forrest Buckner, right? They are, they add that to an already stout defense defense that includes Darius Leonard, uh, Malik Hooker, uh, Rocky Asin, who I believe is from Temple. Is that right, Karen? Oh yeah. 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 Uh, you know, just, Justin Houston, Justin Houston as well to that. Okay. So you kind of shirt up your defense with that trade, which is essentially your first round pick. Then you go Michael Pittman jr. For wide receiver, which they desperately needed. I mean, yeah, they got T.Y. Hilton, but he's 30 years old. He's kind of banged up often. Michael Pittman's a big, big-bodied guy. No, I'm kidding. He's a big, big receiver out of USC. Um, you know, talk, very athletic. Uh, you add him to, to the uh, as an offensive weapon. Then you get Jonathan Taylor, uh, the running back from Wisconsin, who's, again, it's sim- similar lines to, to A.J. Dillon. He had a little bit of a fumbling issue in college, but that could be that could be coached. I mean, we all saw Tiki Barber, his fumbling issues, and what he did just fumbling it up a little higher. I don't like fumbles. Yeah. No, but, I mean, that could, that could be worked on. And what I really liked was the fourth-round pick of uh, Jacob Eason. Uh, you know, I, I've talked pretty highly about him in a couple. See, I think he's not that good. Yeah, but see, I think like, what like, the hell do we both know? That's the thing. I, no, I know, but in Washington Tape, I mean, he he's a gunslinger, and who else is also a gunslinger? Philip Rivers, and I think sitting a year behind Philip Rivers and for his one year contract, I think that will benefit Eason, and maybe he'll mature a little bit, and he can kind of watch Rivers uh, the way he prepares for games, the way he plays. I think this draft and the moves the Colts made, I think, is going to set them up for for the future, like several years of solid Super Bowl contention type seasons. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can totally agree on that front. Um, me personally, though, um, I thought the Ravens had a, a spectacular draft, which they, they seem to, to do every year now. Um, they added defense um, in, in round one, got a linebacker, Patrick Queen, who I think was very good uh, for LSU. And, and everyone, a lot of people had him as, as a pretty highly coveted linebacker but it's just not a position um of let's say need in the nfl anymore yeah, i know I, I remember yelling uh, his name late night on thursday yeah. you know <laughs> when we moved up that's what i thought we we're getting but so here's the thing is like it might not be a position of, of let's say need in the nfl currently but when you have a defense that's as good as the ravens defense is already just adding that kind of a player that's going to make plays on the defense with them is just going to be spectacular so i think it was a great pick by them in the first round i wouldn't say it'd be a great pick by every organization but a great pick by them in the first round and i followed that up with a surprising pick for a lot of people but i think it was actually great they got jk dobbins from ohio state in the second round yeah that's um, scary and, yeah he's just i, mean, he's I don't a even know why it's scary in the nfc but it's just scary you know what i mean it's just scary like him and lamar jackson that's scary well and and ingram like like it is it is just 
there's going to be a lot of people that can run the football in that in that backfield next year. Um, so just adding another guy that can that can tote the rock and take some some heat off of, of Ingram as he grows older um, w- w- is just spectacular. Um, and then from there, they just they added across the D line. They got another linebacker. They added some guard help, um, a couple wide receivers, and then I think a safety as well late round. Um, so just overall, like they had a great draft and they added positions of need, uh, along with just, I think they made the right picks for their team and their, their, their current, uh, roster makeup. Well, what about this? Cause why, why I, this is why you don't put the NFL network on during the show. Cause I was like, oh, I've, you know, I worked all day, put it on draft grade C plus D F. Yeah. Yahoo gave you the F I think. Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Who was that? Dan Wetzel. I don't care what he thinks. Um, <laughs> here comes the Kyle thing. All right, sorry, but no. All right, let's. Because right, let, all right. People are saying they're the, they're the worst, right? Let's just from a general perspective. I would say, Chad, you're right. The general consensus has been what the Ravens have probably the best one, right? But it's also easy, like the Ravens, the Cowboys, like like. Well, the Cowboys the scare me. I was. I will to that point. Yeah, my next question it. was going to be like to you guys, what like? Because you're both obviously game. NFC. Well, like. Let me make this point real quick, and I was going to say the next uh-huh. question I have is to give me the outlook of your whole division because I honestly think the Redskins didn't have a bad draft either. But, um, but all right, real quick, from a national perspective, right, it does seem like the Ravens had the best draft, quote-unquote. Packers had the worst one. It's a lot of people think, but, yeah, it's debatable. I mean, I don't know. Like, this, all plays, this all plays into your, your clickbait from the beginning, though, Kieran. It's like – Anytime you, you look into draft grades and who you think had the best and the worst draft, it's like literally just opinion. Like that is just all opinion and it's all based off of what people okay. think that your team needs. But do these people watch every single game like me and you watch our teams? Like quite honestly, there could be needs or, or needs that, that people say that we have because we might not have the position, like the amount of players at that position right. to, you know, feel a team. Um, but like we know – well, more than anyone else, how our team gets beaten week in and week out, um, like wh- what they're good at, what they're bad at, and so do, so do our GM. So personally, it's all opinionated, in, in my opinion. Well, yeah, there you go, in my opinion. Right, no, and, and I agree. I, and I'll do this because I don't want to just sit here and cry about the Packers the whole night. If, you, if there's actually really anywhere I'm not happy that they didn't address it, it's their defensive line. They haven't stopped the run in three years. That That's the problem. Um, what do you think, Tyler Lancaster and Dean Lowry are going to take care of business next? I mean, and look, I like those guys, but they didn't do anything last year. They didn't mm-hmm. do anything. They improved themselves. Like so, and that was their year to show it. It's like right. It's like it's like winning the first baseman job, and then you hit two forty five. It's like that doesn't make me get excited. But yeah, all right, sure. And I do, I do want you, I do want you to get your wide receiver point out there too, because I think that's pretty good. Um, just because, like the Eagles perspective is we took a bunch of wide receivers because they're all there and this is the the draft to do it but you kind of had an opinion that's a little bit different where just because that there's this many wide receivers doesn't mean you have to take them so kind of explain that one too yeah i mean there's i think there's a few layers to that right the first one being like you don't just because first of all everyone's taking a wide receiver one that means people are going to slip but i think more so you're talking about the rounds and the 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 contribution a little bit right Mm -hmm. right okay so especially coming from a Packers fan. And I know not every single quarterback is the Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, et cetera, Patrick Mahomes. But right. There's those certain guys that I'd like to think 
right? Like you get out on the field, they're going to make you look good. Right. And it's, it's not even like that. It's they're going to make you look good because they just know what they're doing out there. They're going to say, go do this, go do that. Quarterbacks make wide receivers. Wide receivers don't make quarterbacks. And I think looking at the Packers, for example, right? Like I like Alan Lazard. I like Equimania St. Brown. They're slowly growing, but that's the thing. Wide receivers are kind of like plants in some sense. Like they got to grow. Sure. You get your AJ Brown, the Titans who blew up last year. Like it happens, but at the same point, most guys have to learn the playbook. Most guys have to learn well, up where to line and, up. And here's most, the thing, Kieran. Go on. Oh, no. I mean, I was going to say, and most guys, right, the biggest thing, I mean, and this is, I think, maybe the point you wanted me to get to, right, with the quarterback, is what are the two things that bother them across the board, right? Getting hit and, and guys running the wrong route and then throwing interceptions because of it, right? So, I mean, like, that's the other part of this layer. How many wide receivers? Now, let me spin it back because I'm not crushing the Eagles on this because what – I got two points with you on that. I think they are talented enough that you really just need that wide receiver to really go. But here's the problem. You kind of put all your eggs in that basket to, and to a degree, right? So like you got like one of them has to pan out and then you got to go, like you got to do it. You got to go. Well, yeah. And, and, and what I was going to interrupt and say there is like, a, a good wide receiver in his rookie year. Not, I'm not saying a great Hall of Fame wide receiver. I'm saying a, a good NFL wide receiver is going to have, I don't know, somewhere between 700 and 900 yards his rookie year, right? Right. And then as long as you're not someone that just isn't picking up what your team's putting down your rookie year, like uh, Ortega Whiteside, you're going to get like 400 or 500 right there, right? So the difference we're talking about Yikes. is like two to 300 yards in a 16 season or 16 game season. Um, so rookie years is it's, not the year that you're going to see that, that big jump exactly right with wide receivers. Right. And Zach, it's this misconception that like, you're getting the guy who had, who's averaging like nine catches a game and like 180 yards, like, you know, out in like Wyoming, like, oh yeah, he's coming in the shifty receiver or whatever. Right. Like you think to yourself like, all right, well, he's not going to do that right away. Do you guys watch all American? No, I don't actually. Uh, I was going to say, you can't just always recruit a Spencer James out of nowhere. But if you don't watch the show, you're not going to get that. <laughs> it's on Netflix. It is on Netflix. Yeah. I'll give it a shot. Yeah, I'll end. There we go. Yeah. But sorry, Zach, go for it. Now, I was going to say, yeah, adding, you know, a young, talented wide receiver obviously is helpful and adds another, you know, realm of uh, creativity in the playbook and, and things like that. But, no, you're exactly right. He's not going to come in and go 1,000-plus yards, 10 touchdowns. You know, like you're like – you're, uh, your core wide receiver that you have on your team already, you know? Yeah. All right. But let's take a look at your, let's look at, look at the NFC East in particular. Cause that's a, that's a fun division. I mean, you got, everyone seems really good all of a sudden, right? I mean, well, right, let me rephrase the Redskins. I don't know about that, but like, I'm almost, no, but hear me out. I'm boosting them up a little bit just cause like you can't ignore the Ron Rivera factor that like, if there's anyone that could go into that kind of a culture and fix it, it's them. You know what I mean? So like, I don't know. Like the Giants had a good draft, in my opinion. The Cowboys had a really good draft, in my opinion. And like I said, you, I think I'm not saying the Eagles didn't, but I think you're already in front of the curve anyway, and you did what you needed to do. So like, right, you you're kind of at that point now where you you know you're drafting for what you want. So I don't know. What do you guys think about your division as a whole? Yeah, I think the uh, I think the Cowboys killed it. They probably had arguably the best draft, and I hate to say that. <laughs> the fact that C.D. Lamb slid to them at 17 still makes me sick to my stomach, you know, just thinking about the offense they have with that offensive line they got already, uh, you know, Dak, Zeke, I don't have to write all the names. We all know who they are, Cooper, Gallup, yeah. whatever. And then remember remember how we, we all celebrated when they lost their center? 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. well, 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 the Eagles traded them their pick that got them their new center. So, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I mean, the Cowboys also added some defensive help to an already fairly stacked defense. I mean, Trayvon Diggs, you know, with brother Stefan, obviously, very athletic, long, fast. Uh, and I think his name is uh, Navelle Gallimore or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. the defensive tackle. That's a huge guy. And you watch the film, but like, he's not really like sexy on the stat sheet, but you watch the film and he's a monster. Like he, he's very disruptive. And honestly, I mean, the only thing that we can have on the Cowboys this year so far is that they have a new coach and they might be a little slow to start because of the communication issues and practice right now, but they're scary this year. I I hate doing this now because, right, we've been talking about the Packers so much, and I'm really not trying to sit there and be like a homer, but but it does scare me with McCarthy and C.D. Lane. Like, he can yeah. fix that team. He gets a bad rap, but, I mean, you got to remember, he was there before Aaron Rodgers, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, kind of, I guess. Secondly, Rodgers got drafted and then sat there for a couple of years in McCarthy. Whatever. But anyway, you know my point. But it might be right. he can turn that team around. But, Zach, I also think Joe Judge got the guys he wants, too, for the Giants. I really do. Yeah, I- like leaving this draft, I, like I was huge on Isaiah Simmons. I wanted him very bad you know, at the fourth pick. And when we didn't take him, I was glad that it was to Andrew Thomas because I thought Thomas was the best offensive lineman in the draft uh, and that we got him. I was okay with that. And like kind of went the was, first in our mock draft here on yeah, the show, right? That, hey. That's true. He did. Yeah. So, uh, you know, at first I was like, well, what about Nate Solder? We still have him. And then I, you know, I took a, a step further and I was like, all right, well, he's getting a little older. Maybe he's, you know, slowing down. I don't know. We need young talent. It's always good to kind of reinvest in your offensive line. Kieran, that's one of your famous lines. And I'm, yeah. I had to breathe that in a little bit. Please so, do. Um, so seeing we got young, a young, a young, talented offensive lineman, hopefully he's not another Eric Flowers, but uh, we that did that. I'm hoping. Yeah. There's more Eric Flowers that are receivers and tight. Like, right. Like, like there's true. Yeah. You're like, I think you're in a better spot than you think. True. I think and especially it, like that's why you just stock up on those offensive linemen, make a wall for your young quarterback. Yeah, and, and getting Xavier uh, McKinney 36 overall in the second round was a steal, like massive steal. Um, we have Jabril Peppers there now. We have Julian Love, but you know Julian Love is better in the slot on the defensive side, playing the slot position. So um, I think adding McKinney in the the safety uh, and to our safety group is huge for us. And then you know we added some other offensive line and defensive help later in the draft that I think is going to be beneficial as well. Not to dive into a Giants full-blown analysis. No, the chat but, uh, loves it. You got your Giants family on there. They love there, it. There we go. Yeah. And they're no, agreeing. I, no, they're making the same points. They love it. I mean, like, and right. Yeah. Like getting Lyman, right. You said McKinney's a steal. I mean, they, they got the exact, they, they mm-hmm. got it too. Like, yeah, you guys got it. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. And another guy, uh, Shane Lemieux, the fifth round pick out of Oregon. So there he's, I believe he's a, I don't think he's a center in college, but they, there's videos of him showing that he's training like to be a center. So I think we might've found our future center and Shane Lemieux as well. A little Penn state, uh, Penn state homer. So we got Cam Brown in the sixth round as well for, uh, for linebacker. So that's always a plus to see a mini line come on the, come on the team. So overall I'm satisfied. We, it's hard to, and I was going to go say this earlier, it's kind of hard to lose the draft, right? Cause you're adding talent and you're investing in your future. Right. So for these people to say you're losing, you're losing the draft is BS in my opinion, but it's another rant we can go down sometimes. So. Well, I was about to say, talk about bad drafts, look no further than the Google Packers 2015 draft. I promise you won't get a worse one. Like, whew. yeah. But, all right, Chad, I feel bad. What do you, what? The Eagles? Well, I feel bad. Yeah. No, I was about to say, like, we're like, the Cowboys are great. The Giants are great. Like, go ahead. Sorry. Now we're not just trying to, like, you know, I mean, because no, I mean, right, I think the Eagles, like we talked about, they did what they needed to do. 
Now, I don't want to. I don't want to ask you this question because it's like you're just going to be like, "What the hell? How am I supposed to know this?" I was like, "Who you like the most out of that wide receiver core? You're like the one that comes out and plays the best." Like, but all right, let me ask you this. So I'll tie it kind of all in together. What do you think of the draft with putting all those receivers together? And what do you think of this whole Alshon Jeffrey thing? You think he's gone now? Alshon's been a very tough, uh, tough case to read um, throughout this entire process. Like, uh, you're not really getting answers from Dub. You're not getting answers from Howie. And you're not getting answers from from uh, Alshon himself. You're getting them really, from Cena Anderson, baby. Yeah, yeah. Really, the That's only answers good. we're getting is anonymous sources from Cena, <laughs> who we assume is Alshon. So, I don't know, man. Um, whether he's here or not, I, I really don't. I really don't care going into the next year. I think that the, the people that are going to be playing in the middle of the field um, are, are going to be Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. And if we have to have someone to go up for a jump ball, I'm pretty confident in both of them doing that. Um, and then, dude, just across the board, like speed, speed, speed. That's that's the name of the game Goddard's in the NFL have a right big now. Year, I think. Like, no matter. So here's my thing: is like, even if if we're going with this revolutionizing the game thing with Jalen Hurts or whatever, take that for what it's worth in its own right. The speed part of the game, that's not anything new. That's like the last three or four years, everyone's just been loading up on speed across the board at every position. That's why, like we said, the linebacker position is not its not going extinct. We're still going to have linebackers. But if you can't run at least a 4-6, like a 4-5 out of the linebacker position, you're not getting on the field anymore. Zach Brown was a great, was a great linebacker for the Redskins. Didn't get, didn't get his time on the field towards the end of his career there. And then he came for the Eagles, and he wasn't a good player anymore. He just he, he can't run. So I think just speed across the board, that guy from Colorado, the linebacker from Colorado, I saw a play where he was at his own 17-yard line while the while the running back got three on the left side. He was on the right side, and he chased him down at the at the opposing like 15 for the tackle. Like that I love those highlights. Yeah. Those are fun highlights. Hustle highlights so, are the best highlights. Uh huh. So like just every position we drafted was was for speed. Um, and then we did get we did get a lineman. Uh, well, actually, we just had Driscoll on the show. We, our lineman's last name is Driscoll. Um, oh, no I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, can, can I give you? I don't want to give you a hard time. I just there's one thing I, I it's I just it's on my mind a little bit. Like I'm not, and this isn't even me giving you a hard time about the Jalen Hurts pick. It's and mm-hmm. I kind of been thinking about right. We talked about it over the weekend. You're you're optimistic and stuff, and I kind of sat there and I'm like, wow, cat. <laughs> like no one does it. Like like it doesn't work. Like I'm not even gonna say it doesn't work. And I'm sure right. There's variations of it work. There's times it works. I guess my point is like right. I'm not trying to be that guy, but it's like all right. And, and you might turn to me and say, look at the Saints and Taysom Hill. I don't know, but like I look at like. The Patriots, right? Like when you have almost like that blue chip court. Like look at Russell Wilson, not doing the wildcat with him. He doesn't need it. Like well, it's almost. I don't know. I just feel like if your quarterback's that good, why do you need to do that? Like take it out of his hands a little bit. Let him just throw the ball and run normal offense. I, I don't know. And I'm asking just because it seems like it fails more than it succeeds. So, just with calling it as I see it, Carson Wentz is a quarterback. I, I you, you, you know this firsthand. I love him. I'll, I support him no matter what. He's my quarterback, and I will argue for him with, with the best of them. Like, Fitz, I don't care. I will go after him if he comes after Wentz, right? Um, there are times where our offense sputters for three, four, five, six drives in a row, and if our defense isn't having the, 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 the games that we saw them play in 2017, 
all of a sudden we're down 14, 21 points. So it, 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 it's just adding another dimension to the offense. And I don't even want to call it wildcat because here's why wildcat doesn't work. It's like you have a wide receiver that can throw the ball maybe 15 yards. So are they like, are other teams really like worrying about the pass? Like not really. They're just going to come try and stop the run. Right. So if you put Jalen Hurts back there, literally nobody knows what's, what's going to happen with the football. So, and I also saw um, watching his highlights, uh, Oklahoma ran two very similar plays to the Philly special. So my i don't know man and zach i know you're over there you're just as a giants fan you're a little little uh, owen or something yeah well like i said this other week it's like you know i was saying on the show that the eagles make these picks that they're the eagles type picks right and it's like they make a they make a kind of a questionable pick that at first you're like what the what are you thinking but then it's like there's always a method to the madness i feel like with with howie and it's like as a giants fan we're always at the the end of that kind of getting the abuse from, from these, these sick tricks they play in the draft where they always get these guys and they kind of, you know, that then they use them against you and you see why they drafted them. Like personally, like think about this model with Hurts and Wentz is similar to the Lamar Jackson and um, Joe Flacco. It's similar to the Drew Brees and Taysom Hill. Right. And, and those are, those teams are winning teams, like arguably Super Bowl kind of contender type teams. So it's really not that crazy of a, of a move if you ask me i mean yeah was i surprised of course i was because i'm like what are you doing you have carson wentz but then when you take a step back it's like it makes perfect sense so here's 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 something that i read today um which dude again i know i keep mentioning this book on this podcast but i'm, I'm gonna keep mentioning it um so in the Doug peterson seinfeld book, references go for it yeah yeah so in the doug peterson book he he i, I actually said this on the show last week he talked about how he was the only person that met with Nick Foles before that draft um and what I learned today was that Howie had come out and said the reason or one of the reasons why they took Hertz in that second round was because they knew he wasn't going to be there the next time he came around and why this has so much impact is because the draft that we drafted Nick Foles we were trying to draft Russell Wilson we didn't draft him in the round before he got drafted and then he wasn't there the next time we had a pick so they were like, they were set on getting two quarterbacks then and they were going to draft Nick Foles and Russell Wilson. And now they're saying we have a quarterback and we already set on drafting Jalen Hurts. So it was like, if it's not going to happen in third round, we got to get them in the second round. I also thought the chat had a good point. Um, you know, saying Mark, <laughs> you got Marquise Goon for a steal. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. I forgot all about that. Yep. Yeah, that was that was a part of how he just went on a three trade spree and turned two picks into like nineteen different things. I don't I don't know how he does it. I don't know. Yeah, also and- trust trust on two K asks what happened with Alshon. Um so last year, uh Justina Anderson leaked some some things about uh, someone anonymous tip of a wide receiver talking out about about Wentz. Um no one ever knew who it was. People thought it was Aguilar because they thought he made a burner. Uh, he vehemently denied the burner at a press conference, said he wasn't going to talk about it again. So then everyone assumed it wasn't Aguilar and that it was Alshon. Um, and then there's just been a bunch of, we, we don't know. He said, he said, she said stuff from here. From I there. think it was still Aguilar personally. If I had my money on it. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea who it is. Um, I <laughs> like, I don't know. The only, the only thing I will say about when Aguilar came out and said it wasn't him is he was like, I've been real with you guys the whole time that I've been here. Like, you think That's I exactly I when I thought out. it was definitely him. 
Serious? Oh, really? come on. See, okay, how many times you have you like? Well, I was about to say how many times you've lied. Like, but excuse me, how many times? Like, usually when you lie or someone lies to you, they say, "Come on, man, you know me. I'm an honest guy." Like, if you need yeah. to get that, like, if you need to like try to like square up and be like, "Come on, like guys, you know I'm always keeping it real with you." Like, no, like because if he always just kept it real with them, he'd just be like, "Seriously," like no, and that's it. Like, that's not keeping it real. Marshall Lynch keeps it real. One day, like True. being excited to talk to the press at your locker, and then the next day, not. That's not. That's not. That's not keeping it real. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not to dive into to Nelson. Who cares? He's gone now. But like, I just, I, I don't know. It, it's just one of those things where he, you, I don't know. He just seemed like it, it was. I don't know. I, I feel like I watched The Departed too many times or something. Like he was the rat. Like you don't think? Or can we just guess? We on got that real a quick? rat. Who, who do you think it was? This is kind of fun. Now, here, I'm the guy saying before the show starts, I hate these shows. They talk about draft grades, and they have no idea. And I'm saying to you guys, who do you think the rat was in the Eagles locker room? <laughs> it's been a long day. I worked all day. Well, hey, all, all the hate he got from Philly fans, maybe, you know, he's like, screw you, and he took it to him, you know? Wait, what was there? Wasn't there the whole burner thing too, Chad, that you found out? Yeah, that's what I was talking about. So that was kind of around the same time as the Josina stuff came out. So people assumed it was Aguilar because people thought that that burner was Aguilar. And then he kind of came out and said that both weren't him. So. Like I, I say, think it also smoked did, I don't fire. know if it got debunked, but I think it did get officially debunked that the Twitter wasn't him though. So. So wait. I don't know. So someone loses in that, right? You're seeing Anderson. Yeah, I don't like. We, we make fun of her. her, her well, it's not making fun of her. We're just calling her out for BS on the show. Her credibility is out, out, out the window, man. It's just there's so much, there's so much. Her credibility is as much as mine. Like watching the package, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. No. All right. But I'll tell you. All right. Look. So I think we all generally feel somewhat good, but here's the thing. Like, I've been thinking about this like the last day or two. And, it, and I honestly think it really has probably been a little bit because everyone said, oh, the Packers haven't answered their needs. They haven't answered their needs. There's a lot of movement that I think still needs to go on in the league, starting with, like, guys like Andy Dalton are probably going to have to move, right? And I'm not like, all right, like, who cares, right? But, like, Cam Newton's going to sign with someone. Jameis just signed with the Saints. That's what kind of got the ball rolling, too, between that and everyone ripping the Packers. Those two things got my, my head thinking about this. But, right, like, so the question is, like, is one I kind of think to myself, I feel like the NFL is almost migrating, not fully, but just a little bit. I don't know why I made that face, but just a little bit towards like MLB, where vets are like, I'm mm-hmm. going to wait till after the draft to sign, right? Like, and then guys have been doing that for years, but I mean, you know what I mean? Now, where it's, it's naturally getting a little later, like maybe I'll sign in the middle of training camp when someone gets hurt, right? Like, and, and like, not that I'm saying it's a bad thing, I'm just saying I feel like we're seeing that shift, like there's a like 2.0 in it. But is it that, or is it the value of that player is diminishing, and teams are deciding not to pay them the money they want, and they're just waiting that late when they act, when they need them? I think it's a mix. It could be a mix of that, and also with the the pandemic going on, just the the issues of communication or, or whatever, trying to iron things out. I think That's it's a, a combination point. of that uh, for this season. You know, with uh, uh, Cam Newton, I think he'll eventually find his home. I mean, he's regardless if you like the guy or not. I mean, he's a talented football player, so that's going to happen. But yeah, I, I think it's more so like just to skill, skill, their skill level diminishing and teams not, they just want to wait until they absolutely need them. In my opinion. Yeah. Oh, this it, it kinda, 
I was well, going to say yeah, all the stats. I, I, I saw that two one cases. too. Yeah, Jameis Winston has seven yeah. completed passes to Saints players. They're all interceptions. You, you, do you want to want me to one up that too? Go ahead. He's got seven completed passes to Saints players. Taysom Hill has six. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, and you know it's funny. That's why people say like, and you drafted Jordan Love. Why? Because like, I want to find out if this guy is good before it's all over. Well, did you, did you hear the other one where uh, someone was saying, hey, if I wanted to watch 30 for 30, I would just go watch Jameis Winston's film for 30 minutes? <laughs> That's a good yeah. one. I love a good Jameis joke. Yeah. That, that NFL Red Zone is just – that's the live, like, comedy show. Yeah. That, that's interesting, though, with him going to New Orleans for that one year. Like, is this basically just, like, a holding pattern for you to hopefully mature and, like, see what a good quarterback yeah, and a good system is all about? Yeah, exactly. It's sit behind Drew Brees, learn, put it on your – it's almost yeah, like think- – it's almost like getting fired from a job and you – like, it wasn't even that good of a company and you, you're kind of an idiot there or something. I don't know. And then, like, the next thing you know, like, you end up at, like, a good company and you're like, just stay here for a second. Don't get fired and you'll be all right. And hear and hear me out here. You're gonna. This is gonna be really. You're gonna think I'm really stupid at the beginning of this comment, but uh, just let me get to the end. I'm good. I, I think. I think at the end of the day, like Jameis Winston's a pretty smart dude. Um. So yeah, I know that's what I'm saying. Like, so let me get to the end here. I think just in life, Jameis Winston's a pretty smart dude. Um. And he took the route of let me go be a backup for a year and kind of reshow my worth. Cause obviously my worth as a starter didn't cut it, um, which led him to, to being released. Um, whereas like Cam Newton, like we said, hasn't signed anything yet. And I think he's still holding out cause he wants to be that starter and get paid. But we both know a lot of franchises aren't paying that guy to be their, their franchise quarterback when they're as old as Cam Newton is because they can just draft a guy and pay him nothing to, to be that guy. Um, where they don't know how many years Cam has left. It's somewhere, I think, in the middle, right? Like, because here's the thing. I think there are two unique spots, right? Jameis needs to resurrect his career. Cam needs to uh, keep his career going. And what Cam can do, which he has the luxury of doing, all right, like, pretend um, pretend uh, Tom Brady gets hurt, right? Can yeah. you name the Bucks backup right now? No, okay, no one can. Okay, no. so that's the point. So he's the type of guy. Who was the backup say, last year? Exactly. I don't know. Well, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Wait, no. Wait, we, we should know this because Jameis definitely either got benched or like didn't like play for something like. No, I don't place. think Jameis got benched last year, dude. He threw. He led. Didn't he lead the league in passing yards? Oh really? All right. Yeah. Well, anyway. <laughs> um, Fifty-one hundred yards. Last year. Yeah. All right. Nevertheless, the point. No, the point being though, with Cam. He's the type of guy, though, like if let's just say Tom Brady got hurt like during training camp, right? Where they're like, okay, well, like Cam's the type of guy that can step in. He can learn the offense immediately, da-da-da-da. Like he's not – it's it, it's almost like the type of guy, right, where – and I've, I've used this with different players before, but it's almost like if someone got hurt and before that, right, if you said, oh, we're signing Cam Newton, it'd be like, what? But it's like if you lose your guy and then it's like, oh, we're signing Cam Newton, everyone's like, oh, yeah. Right, like so the, the flavor changes on that. So why not just wait? It's not like what, what, what can maybe he's not. He's no reason to wait. Like he, like he's older. He's made his money, so it makes sense for him to wait. Yeah, I mean, I think he still has the talent to be a, a starting guy too. It's just his his health. You know what I mean? Dalton's gonna move before he does. I mean, right? I, I think. See, I think Dalton's gonna be okay taking a step back and kind of being being Rose guide. 
He didn't like I it with the is. Finley thing. Yeah, well, Finley, he's like, he's Finley, you know. I, I know, it's a little bit different. But. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I think, personally. I think Those he's going to be. updates were rough last fall. Yeah, I think he's going to be all right uh, doing that. But, uh, you know, it's funny going back to the Jameis thing. It's like, it's almost like he's playing the the Teddy Bridgewater role where like you go to kind of like quarterback yeah. for a year or two, kind of exactly up and then, then you get your deal. Maybe that's what he's trying to do. Well, I like that QB purgatory. Yeah. That's just a knock of the saints because the, Hey, they produce, look, look at Taysom Hill. I mean, he could be a starter in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, so the saints have QB purgatory and the, and the Eagles are the, the quarterback factory. So there we yeah. go. Can I, can I ask you a question? I'm, I'm, uh, I was just kind of trying to think about this. Who, what, who, who besides Nick Foles, but he doesn't play anywhere good besides your zip code. <laughs> Hopefully that no. seems true when he goes, you know, in Chicago this year, but. So what's your question here? I'm sorry. I'm saying, I'm, I'm, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All I'm right, not well, gonna, I'll answer. I'll answer trust on two case question is tonight. Only NFL show. No, we're going to get into some. Oh yeah. Let's talk a little, you, you, we haven't well. talked a lot at NFL for a while. Let's talk about NJ. Jay's fun. Oh, we can do that. Absolutely. That was, oh, that was, those were two good episodes last night. Mm-hmm. Like the piston episodes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, the bad boy pistons were just, were just a force and, and the whole world was, was able to see that last night. Like, man, they just go after you. Like I, I was texting Kieran. I don't know if I sent this in the group chat with both of us, but I was text, definitely texting Kieran this. Like if, if LeBron got hit in the head the way Jordan – like the Jordan rules, if there was a LeBron rule where he was just getting smashed in the head, are you kidding me? Like oh, yeah. the first time it happened, it would be technical ejection. We'll see you next game. We'll see you next year. <laughs> yeah. What I liked was that when – I forget who was saying it, but they were saying there's no – they weren't protecting like the golden child of the NBA, like how they do now. Like back then – Oh, it was like, that was such a great moment. Yeah. When they said that, I was like, thank you um, – yeah, it was just an even playing field. I feel like you know in that in that era, and uh, I just love the intensity. Like you have Dennis Rodman strictly go out there to get rebounds and like knock like just body people and like intimidate people and make sure they don't step in or anything. Like that's that's what that's what made basketball so great. Now it's like you sneeze on the guy. It's you're getting ejected, yeah, please and you're getting ejected. Bring it up. And I think please bring I it think, up. I think Rodman. I think Rodman saying straight up like we were out there with no rules. Like he literally said, like he said, we could do what we want. We could push, we could punch, we could get some elbows in. Like he said, he was caught. If you're going to give an elbow, don't have it be by accident. Like get your money's worth, which is kind of like what we all were taught in basketball. Like, if you're going to foul a guy, don't let him get that shot up. I didn't realize <laughs> everyone was serious so, when they were saying it to us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like we caught, the, we caught the back end of that. We just didn't really translate it to the fact that, people were getting bows to the face with no regard for human life back in the day. I well, thought, go ahead, Zach. No, say the best was when Rodman was still in the Pistons and my man shoved Pippen. He was going up for real and he just shoved him. <laughs> and Pippen went like face first right into the seat. Oh, I mean, it was like WWE. I yeah, know, it was ridiculous. But the best part was like Pippen just gets up and he has like that stone cold face, you know. Oh yeah, that's WWE. the best part. And There's, he goes it, it out is, there. It's the it's almost like we have to atone for the sins or something now with flopping. It's horrible. Yeah, it's awful. Like the, <laughs> the, the product that we're we're viewing uh, in 2020 is not what it, nearly what it was back in 1990. I mean, the fact that they actually have to put a rule in now that like if they catch you embellishing that they're like it's soft. It, it's WWE yeah. now. 
It's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, Chad, hold on a second. Apparently, you learned what today that there was no such thing as switch defense back in the nineties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, so you don't have to like name I, and like, and I love the kids. Right? I don't. Want, you don't have to name names. This is a name naming yeah. show. No, no, no. It's just a little argument in in the group chat this morning. Um, and one of the guys was saying that that MJ had it easier. Because at that point in the NBA, there was no such thing as help defense. And I just sat there and I was like, okay, hold on. I watched an episode last night where Rodman and Michael had a conversation on the bench during a timeout when Pippen wasn't playing um, about how to switch. And that Jordan, and then actually in the interview after that, Jordan was explaining that, that Dennis was one of the smartest defensive players he's ever seen knew about switches, knew how to get cover a guy when, when Michael needed help and all this stuff. Like, they literally talked about on the episode last night about how Dennis Rodman is one of the best switchers on defense in NBA history, and his comment was Jordan had it easier because they didn't switch back in the day, and there's no help defense. Like, there's, there's always been help defense. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's and a actually, tough what they got rid of was zone defense, and that was because they thought that you were playing to a disadvantage – to the superstars because they couldn't be superstars when you can just put nine people on them at one. Well, not nine. Sorry. But I feel like that's there, the but. same. And I'm not saying like, like the same person made the argument. I'm just more saying in general, that same type of take would be something that I hear from, like it's a synonymous take to people saying, will Chamberlain, oh, well he, no, that doesn't count. Like why does that not count? <laughs> Cause he was good. Well, cause we didn't see, it's almost like, this is why I hate these arguments. I feel like they'll, they'll always run on and on like a treadmill over the course of time, even when we're past gone in the world of sports and, and life. But it's like, it's this, like the, the older you get, the worst part is LeBron's going to be like the, the MJ figure. And like the kids that are all saying like their kids are going to be like, nah, nah, da, da, da is better than LeBron. And they're going to be like, dude, I watched LeBron. You didn't, you didn't know. Right. Like, and that's, and I'm not saying we're like that at all. No, I think that's actually why I, I give us all credit, right? Because we're all sitting there and be like, look, I remember Jordan a little bit. Chad, you don't remember him at all, really, except Wizards Jordan, right? And, no, I just I just seen his highlights, man. Right. And like, I mean, Zach, we were like, I will say, I was in kindergarten when I remember, and I, I, do, I really do mean this. I remember just watching him just kill the Jazz in that series. Um, and just thinking, I remember, because I remember my kindergarten class was talking about it, just like, oh, they love MJ. Da, da, da. Like, and it, it's just like, whew, you know, Watching him and his highlights now, it's unbelievable. Yeah, that was I was thinking that to myself last night too. You know, watching his highlights, there you don't see anything like that. Like, yeah, LeBron is is great physical player. You know, I'm not taking anything away from him. We all know my thoughts on LeBron James, but anyway, you view the tape and it's like it's just incredible. And then when you hear the commentary with him and Rodman, Pippen, you know, Ku Coach, Kerr, whoever, Paxson, you know, everybody, Phil Jackson, like it's just like five leagues above anyone else that I've ever seen. Well, I love what, what Dan Murphy just put in the, in the chat too, because this is great. And you can see, so there's a part where, right. They're recalling how the Pistons didn't shake hands with the, uh, with the bulls after they swept them in the playoffs, after the Pistons had knocked them out the year, a couple of years before that, right. They refused to shake hands. And then, and basically you can tell, and that's what it's Dan saying in the chat. You can tell MJ slow. Like they, they haven't gotten over that. That was great. That was nope. beautiful. And, and like, you don't see that anymore. No, Basically, and, and to his point, right? Everyone and Zach, I hate to the pick close. on the Giants with this point. But it's almost like the Tiki Barber effect. Every time you get up, he just 
high five, like pat everyone on the back. Hey, buddy, nice, nice tackle, guy. Like, and I, I actually remember even being as a kid being annoyed a little bit and just being like, dude, can you like not be like everyone's friend on the field? Like, and and that's what everyone is now in the NBA. It's it, it's it's like just, just like it's 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 like, horrible. The closest we got to a rivalry would probably be KD and Russ when they split and like they've already kind of made up. I know. So like it's like I don't even yeah. care. Who cares? But I will say Russ is one of the few guys left that still plays basketball like like they did in the nineties, like head yeah, down. He does. I, don't, I don't give a crap about anyone else. I'm just gonna just go play basketball. I'm gonna hoop. He's so, feisty, but you're right. I do love it. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And, but well, Draymond I, Green I hate it. to be that guy. I actually hate it. I love it. I love that he does it. But, you know, when you're watching him, you hate it when he's against your team because it's just – he won't stop. He won't stop. Yeah. Yeah, one, one thing that I noticed was the the whole handshake thing. And I want to get your guys' mm-hmm. your opinions on that. How do you feel about, like, the whole handshake issue with the Pistons not shaking – the Bulls hands, you know, when the previous two years, the Bulls were nothing but, you know, but love after, after their series ended, showing them the respect, shaking hands, et cetera. Always got to shake hands. Right. Yeah. I think, I think it's like, another thing of just about how we were raised is like, I was, I was raised an extreme competitor and, and so were the rest of us. Um, but you were always taught, like, no matter if you win or lose, you got to make sure the guy that you were competing against that probably had the same exact feelings as you throughout that game. Yeah, you got to make sure they know that, like, you thought, there's respect. Like, hey, yeah, yeah. Like, there's the like, only time I could almost. I think the only time it's okay is if, right, like someone was cheap shotting you the whole game. The refs just were kind of like they like like right where it's just like it's almost one of those things more where you're almost like me going over there is going to escalate the situation kind of a thing after the game, right? Like where it's really hot. Like that's the only time. But outside of that. I agree. Yeah, but if it's like that, just like give like a wave or like a salute or something. Like, right, do, like do something. and when I say that, I'm not using like the the Pistons and Bulls as that analogy because yeah. I'm like, no, those two teams were hot, but like you're professionals, you're at work at that so, point. Like you I, shake hands. Yeah, I, for sure. But and the other thing I thought was weird was Isaiah was trying to defend himself, like now, and MJ kind of called him out on it. But like when you see the video, he's his he's literally turning his head like that as he walks past the bull's bench for them not to see his face. Like he knew what he was doing. He knew they weren't like they shouldn't have actually done that. Yeah, he was right. ashamed. He, he knew in the moment. He didn't like there's no thinking about it XYZ not years later. Like he knew in that moment that if they were if they're gonna walk out like they did, it was gonna be a story. Yeah. And- so, and, and what I thought was interesting, which I think is just a cop-out and him trying to play the victim, is he comes out, like, was it today or yesterday, and saying that he thinks that because they didn't shake hands was the reason why he was left off the Dream Team, the dream team. in 1992. Yeah. Which That's clickbait, like you said earlier. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's, that's a load of you-know-what. And, I mean, if you look at the numbers from, like, 91 to 92 and you compare, like, yeah, okay, they had Magic Johnson was on the Dream Team. They had John Stockton. And then Isaiah Thomas was left off, right? From like a guard perspective, obviously they had Pippen and Jordan. So, but Stockton was averaging 17 points, 14 assists, like over that two year span. And Isaiah Thomas, nothing taking away from him. He was averaging 16 and nine. So like, who, who are you going to take? I mean, I mean, come on, stop. Play. He was basically trying to play the victim and make it look like. Well, well, and and even, and even that, even at the end of the day on that argument, it's like, 
being left off the dream like that's the best basketball team there ever was yeah i know like, like you, you were okay so you were you were left off the ba- the best basketball team in the world okay dude like yeah it's right. all right it's all right that you're the third best point guard in the league at that time not the first you know it's funny i was i was just when you said the best basketball team it just like triggered my thought you know what i took away and i like was sitting there just like watching it like my eyes like wide and like just like oh my god like you know like as it was happening and it's it's almost like the gods of sports were like 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 scripting it out how do how do do we make karen mad today no 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 no. i love this no my point was i was gonna be all right i'll stop with my own dramatics no my point was i was gonna say is mj oh man you're running into a really good celtics team they're giving you a really hard time man (laughs) that's really tough and he's just like i'll stick it out Pistons, man, that you're giving me a really hard time. I'll stick it out. And then it's just like, LeBron, oh, you can't get over that Celtics hump, man. The, every time you play Paul Pierce and those guys, you always lose. And he's like, I'll go to Miami. And I'll have to, like, get the whole squad over there, too, to, like, you know, yeah. get it together, build I'll a drive, and then I'll go back. With me. It's almost like Fortnite. You lose a gun battle, Chad, and then you have to run, you advantage up, and then you come back over, you find a treasure chest. Then you blow the guy up with a bazooka. It's like, that doesn't count. You know, win. I, I think that's what separates like you like the Bulls and, and Jordan and then like the Warriors, Steph Curry, all them, and even the Spurs, like with Tim Duncan, Parker, Ginobili, those were all um, organically built teams. They weren't formed from this guy grabbing this guy and this and grabbing someone else. And I think that's what well, really- pre 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 KD. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like I'm talking, you know, like five years ago. Yeah. Yeah, when they, yeah, yeah. Steph Curry, even when they had Monta Ellis, like he, he was decent, you know, and uh, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, you know, all those guys. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it takes a while to build. And, and another Sixers point here um, oh, no. that that I have been I have been saying for the better part of a year and a half now is that uh, that the head coach that we have now is like a great guy and a, a great I'm not sorry, not going to say great, a good NBA basketball coach. But he's not the guy to, to get us over that hump or get us over that 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 uh, that ledge. Um and everyone seems to say it's crazy to 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 fire a guy like that, especially because you know we're winning fifty games a year and we're going to the playoffs and and we sucked before that. Well, here's the thing: the Bulls fired their coach after winning fifty games and after going to the playoffs a couple of years in a row and just not getting it done. And guess what? They won six. Well, I was going to say six in a row. They won three, took a year off, won three again. So, like, just. Yeah. Like no one knows. Like again, me and Kieran say this all the time. I we can come out and say that we don't think the guy is the best fit there, and that's our opinion. But we are not trained to be the guys that hire the next head coach. So your your comeback can't be, well, who are we going to get that's better than him? I don't know. That's the GM's job. This isn't. It doesn't work the same way as like, oh, I like if you were to say like, oh, I'm going to quit my job today. I was like, well, what are you going to do after that? Right? Like that's a fair question. That's not fair, bro. Well, who are you gonna hire? I'm not the one doing that. Like exactly like you said, it's ridiculous. Like again, again, another Philadelphia coach, Doug Peterson. No one thought he was gonna be a good and, hire. And Chet, and this is across the board, hire. but we especially later. we especially in this city, but in general, I think just across the board, everyone gets like this. We love guys that didn't win. You even heard me say I don't fully Alan believe Iverson this. Alan Iverson's our boy, dude. No, but I guess my point is I'm saying, like, right, like, yeah, like. We we hang on. I'll look at the Flyers, for example. No, don't get rid of Wayne Simmons. I love Wayne Simmons. Yeah. Oh, do we win a playoff <laughs> series? Until like except for the what 2012? 
No, but, I mean, right, like, we can't strip Giroud of the captain. He's such a no, great No, no, we can't get rid of Claude Giroud. He's the best. What does he want? <laughs> Ser- I mean, seriously, and it's not even a disrespectful thing. I'm just saying, like, my point really is, I'm not saying get rid of him. I'm more saying, like, where when did all of a sudden there just be this line where you keep, bro, wait, whoa, 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 you can't do it. No way, man. Nope, not even thinking about it. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, do you, do you enjoy not winning every year? Because, like, and I'm not saying it's his fault. I'm just saying... Usually you gotta change the real the tide for the better to get there, and that's usually the first like step to it. Sometimes, well, yeah, sometimes. And I'm um, okay. So aside from adding Kawhi, what what did the Raptors do last season as well? Before last season, I should say. No, and they lost, and they're still better than us. No, I'm saying they fired their coach. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Of course, but they, no, <laughs> their coach that led them to the to the Eastern Conference Finals the year before. See ya. Why didn't Sam Hakey stay? I know, I know, well, I know. That's, I know. It's that's NBA, the NBA's fault. I know. That's not our fault. I know, but it it, it sucks. And you know what I mean? Like, it does. Mm-hmm. I don't know. All right, I'll do it. Let's think about this. We got we, we should have some fun though tomorrow. I'm trying to think. So we should have um, we'll chat. We should have fun on Thursday too. We're getting our uh we're getting our, we're getting our, have a little bit from from you know from us at our comfort zone yeah, a little so- bit. So we're I've never done go, a soccer gonna, interview before. We're going to do a soccer interview. Nice. Um, with a, a former LaSalle University graduate. Um, he was the year above me. His name's Joe Farrell. Uh, he now plays for the Phoenix Rising. Um, so, like, I've, I've personally seen some of his highlights. Um, and Stonewall Jackson, happens. right? Well, no, he's not the goalie. That's that's a different guy that we were oh, talking about. Oh, never mind. About. All right. He's, See, he's, that's, uh, why, that's why – two days out. I got to do prep two days out. Is I don't even know the positions in, in soccer. He, 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 I think he's more of like a, a a back player. Like he'll play defense and can also be involved offensively, but he's not like a striker, like right? Fielder. Yeah, he's not. He's not a wing. He's not a striker. I don't know what they call wings, but um. <laughs> anyway, he's good at headers and he's good at defense. So he uh, he's pretty good at soccer. And um, the Phoenix Rising, I will say. The atmosphere of that stadium, it, it seems incredible. So I'm interested to just, you know, pick his brain no. at, at oh. how he's doing and what? I, think I, said, I was thinking maybe go. Oh, no. No, I was just saying. I'm well, not now, but, you know, I mean, someday. When the world resumes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, when the rain delay of life, you know, lets up, we'll, we'll, we'll go. I'd fly. Scott still chat, have fun. Yeah. That'd be yeah. great. That would be a lot of fun. Also, you know this way, and, and I appreciate you know honestly this this has been great. The chat's been phenomenal tonight, just with the with the banter and stuff. I mean, trust on two K has been great, and Dan was great too. And we had a lot of them. Iris the uh, Keyblade Master R. was phenomenal. What's that? Oh yeah, our Bradley as R. well. Bradley. Oh yeah, this was great. No, this was this is great, and this is fun too. I feel like I've desoured and sweetened a bit too from from the Packers draft. Yeah, hey, I just want to say before we, uh, which I appreciate that was because everyone's efforts tonight. <laughs> Sorry. Um, before we hop off, just uh, our, our Bradley 43, the guy that was commenting earlier, uh, my cousin, and he helps out a lot. He got us over the 50 follower mark. So just guys, if anyone, anyone that doesn't follow him already, just, just please give him a follow. He's on 2K all the time. Um, and he has some great streams and he does it more to, to give tips to, to players that, that don't normally play 2K. Um, so it's just, it's just awesome. So just, just oh, give him a follow that. as well. 
Oh, definitely. And and just to, to answer trust on 2K and follow him too. He's been I'm with the chat. I mean, the sports chat. So we'll be on again tomorrow too. So at seven o'clock uh, tomorrow, we should have a fun show. A lot, a lot of a little, little bit more of an NFL continuation, especially you're going to really, Tuesday draft chatter. That's when you start to really like, it's like leftovers that are like three. Like you start looking, you're like, I don't think I want to eat this anymore. It was good. Like the day I, like that's, that's tomorrow. I feel like with football chatter, you know what I mean? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. We, we can get into this. Uh, we can get into this NHL stuff. Restarting up again. Talk too. Yeah. You know, I wanted to say that. Maybe it's I, funny you said that. Maybe cause... I break out the Flyers jersey tomorrow. Ooh. Maybe I'll get excited too. I, <laughs> I just know I'm going to get my heart ripped out. <laughs> um, now here's a question though. I'll tell you, let's, let's take a few departing ones though real quick. So, uh, what about the MLB? I mean, Chad, have you heard, I mean, you're baseball. You got your ears to the baseball wall. What do you what, I mean, what do you hear with that? They're still discussing both just Arizona and Arizona and Florida. Um, so the problem they're running into there is the um, players leaving their families for the entire summer because uh, they'd have to stay in hotel rooms. Which I still don't think I still don't understand how they can't get over that hump. Because, like, I know it sucks, but if you're one of the guys that, like, doesn't want to see or doesn't want to go without seeing your family, can't we just get the family a hotel room the whole time that you have a hotel room? Trust me, as someone who's been in my fair share, that still sucks. Like, no, I know it does, but, like, you're telling me that that you're just going to not play the season because you don't want, like, you have to see your family? Like, find a, figure out a way to have the family stay with the guy. Like, I know it sucks. We're all making sacrifices, though. And I think the hard part with baseball compared to hockey, just to add this point into, I think is, right, that it's the idea that, um, like, the season's almost over, right? Like, the season's almost over for, for, for the NHL and the NBA, which is just, like, can we just, like, finish? It's almost like a baseball game where it's, all right, let's just finish this up real quick instead of starting a whole new one. Yeah. Right. Perfect. All right, well, and we can chat more about it. This will be fun. We can chat a little baseball tomorrow, too. Kind of break down when's everything coming back. I saw I saw a restaurant and a bar putting a patio furniture out earlier today, boys. I it's almost a sign of spring and hope. We got that. Oh, yeah. And uh golf courses are reopening in the area May 1st. Is is that not the best thing they could have like left this? Should I was uh say, Zach, take us away with something. <laughs> yeah, you, no. Can, so can speaking you get of that? No, yeah. Speaking of baseball, I think ESPN I saw is looking to get a deal where they're going to sh- start airing uh, live South Korean baseball games. I think I saw. So yes. we have that to look forward to. And also May 9th is a huge UFC 249 fight card. Yeah, so we got, we some got something sports. now to watch. We got something there we, we can, go. We got something oh, yeah. to bet on. We can watch. We can have something to yell and drink about. So we're in golf and golf in June, baby. That's right. Golf in June. So you know what? things are turning up, boys. Things are turning. Perfect. We want to thank everyone for listening. We hope everyone has an awesome night. Uh, And we'll catch everyone back here in the living room right here tomorrow, Tuesday at 7 o'clock. Cheers. Cheers.